self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we, we are a conversation, conversation con artists well, what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am on the road again also known as calamity red on the road again <laughs> you know gotta give it that old country nasty redneck twang oh, God. Uh, but we are on the road the road trip that we were supposed to take some weeks back we are taking it now so you may hear some road noises and feedback and signal lights and whatever happened in the background <laughs> hopefully not a deadly crash Jesus. and what hopefully not I, exactly <laughs> that's what i said I mean. <laughs> you mean why would you say something like that yeah on that road trip <laughs> okay you know anyway i said it all right uh, but we are conversation con artists back for another fantastic episode you can find me, Mr. On Point, on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore On Point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. Uh, of course, we have a letter from Colin. Yeah, it's... It's been weird over the last like month because we haven't been able to get to our letters in a timely amount of time in a timely frame. Yeah. Uh, including last week, because appreciate you, Colin, sent us a letter on Saturday, but after we recorded, we recorded on Saturday last week. Yes. And so we didn't get to it. So our time has just been off for the holiday, uh, not holidays, but just the it's, new year in general. And I moved, and so it's like weird because it's. And then I was out of city, out of the city, you know. So it's like, yeah, we we get it together. Yes. Um, but he titled this episode two twenty two the meat agenda because why the fuck not? Why not? What up, y'all? Number one, please discuss the pic of your man's and his makeup border. So it's a picture of Trump, <laughs> and apparently, like, listen, most men and Obama. Um, Bush, most people that are like that are in the public eye are taking like pictures or that are on TV they do have makeup that gets put on their face but <laughs> Trump's makeup uh, whoever the artist was I don't know if he had sunburn in this motherfucking picture and they, they didn't do a good job of covering it up I'm not really sure like the top half of his face looked like he was trying to do blackface yeah, it's bad. Like, I, I, I don't know. Well, the picture it, in color is different. Is in it, color, it looks more orange. Yeah, it's, it's different. It fuck? don't look black. White people. Any white people that are listening that tan. I don't understand. Like, why? Why is it that your regular skin tone isn't appealing? Like, because I know that when you're too pale, like, people... Know, white people talk about each other and you go get these fake tans but then with the fake tan it don't even be skin color you ain't no orange people walking around why are you okay with being orange why is that a thing why do you not see that afterwards and be like oh i fucked up no you keep doing it melanin Regularly. is cool melanin, melanin is cool, is cool. I, I mean i get that I guess. but, but it's, it's, it's cool because of what it does not because of how it looks <laughs> now don't get me wrong it looked good <laughs> When that sun hit it right and that bronze gleam at you, it looked good. But melanin protects us from the sun. Like the sun literally destroys your skin. 
And I don't know if tanning beds destroys your skin, but it can't be helping. They look like leather. Listen. It probably take the elasticity out of your skin, dries yeah. it out more yep. rapidly than it would over the course of 70 years. Yeah, they look like leather. They look like leather face. It's like bad. Have you seen a white person that's like tanned all their life? Yeah. Leather. They, <laughs> they, look, they look like beef jerky. It's awful. It's awful. I don't know, but Trump's orange, and so most of the things that he does is going to look stupid just because he's so fucking orange. Um, number two, what are y'all playing these days? I honestly haven't been playing shit, but Darksiders, um, what is it? Darksiders. Extinction? No, it ain't extinction. Evolution? It's not evolution. Damn it. En enragement? What is wrong with you? Genesis. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dark Siders Genesis came out on Valentine's Day. Um, so I'm planning on getting that because y'all I've told y'all before that I'm a fan of the Dark Siders uh, brand. I hated the third one. I'm really hoping that this one is better. I was pissed off because that was the only one that had a female fucking character and they fucked it all the shit but i'm hoping dark side of genesis is good of course of course it's gonna be good because every time a game is not a good game the next game they make that shit live good. but it be it don't be like a uh a lot of people don't get it because the last one was fucked up so it'd be a good ass sleep sleeper game <laughs> so it's gonna not a lot of people gonna get it it's not gonna do a lot of sales but it's gonna be hot on people lists of the quality of the game and the value of it. I hope so. I'll, I'll be able to let y'all know more uh, next episode. I'll have, I'll have it and him. We'll have played it by then. So, uh, But outside of that, I ain't really been playing shit. My work I'm, schedule is fucked up. I'm still playing Apex Legends. And they got a new character on there named Revenant. Now, if you don't know nothing about Apex Legends, it's basically a whole group of these people in this world where they have this thing called the Apex Games. And the Apex Game is just another run-of-the-mill battlefield game but like in, our, in society you got to reach a certain level of badassery to be able to play in the games <laughs> and uh, so all these characters have all these different traits they have different power-ups so for example one of my characters I'm gonna go through the characters I play with one of them is named Bloodhound and Bloodhound has this now Bloodhound the character is, is non-binary so the character has on a mask you don't really know if it's a man or a woman. The name is 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 not. It, it could be a man or a woman's name, and that you know I like that's a part of why I like the game because of diversity. You know, um, alt white gonna say that you know they pushing this stuff on us, but you know I like that they inclusive. But Bloodhound's power is you got this scan where you can scan and you can tell, you know, if somebody is around like a hostile person. But running through the map with that character, you can also see footprints. And when you see the footprints, it tell you how long ago they were there. And their main power, they um, it's called the ult, the ultimate power. You activate it, and everybody that's in sight vision becomes red, and my speed goes up by 25%. So I can run around faster and then kill people, and it goes away. That's one of them. The other one dude is named Caustic. He's a scientist. He's a sadist. He just like death, you know. But it's not like he wants you hurt. He is just about science. And, and like all the characters have these little quips that they do and they'll say like one of his is um i'm i don't care who gets the kill as long as i get to see it die <laughs> like it's fucked up shit. Jesus. Yes. but he got these little 
gas traps that he can sit down. And when a person comes too close to the gas trap, it releases the gas and it fuck up their sight and slow them down. And my character, he got on, he got, he's equipped with his gas mask so he can see through it. And he'll like, he can shoot you through it, but they can't see it. So motherfuckers don't fuck with them traps. They get away from them. But all the characters have this background lore and all of this different stuff. So they added a new character. So season four is out. And what they do with the new season is they change the map somehow. So for this season, a company came in and they put a whole, they put this big uh, extraction system down and it broke up the ground and the lava, lava is at the bottom of it, but they changed the map and they added a new character named Revenant. So where I thought Caustic was crazy, the dude I just told you about, mm -hmm. this Revenant dude is fucking nuts. You know, like he just jumped out and be like, okay, I'm ready to kill some motherfuckers. <laughs> like, it don't curse, but like, that's his mentality. But, uh, I've been playing Apex. That's that's all I've been playing Apex. I threw Rocket League on. I've gotten back into PUBG. They changed a lot about PUBG. PUBG is a fucking different game. It's way more stable. Um, and the difference between all of these games, people play Apex. It's three characters instead of four, but they play it when they want like a a more forgiving battle royale game. I mean, you can get shot a couple of times, get away. You can bring your characters back. It's more forgiving. PUBG. It's like real life. When you die, you die. But PUBG, the focus of PUBG is the guns. Like the accuracy of the guns, the realistic nature of the guns. That's why people play PUBG. But uh, them the three games I've been playing lately, man. I, I I got some computer games, some PC games that I want to get into. But that's what I, that's what I've been playing. Uh, Bro, okay. I got deeper than that. My bad. <laughs> I just really like Apex. Uh, his third thing was, what is one thing you like to share with the audience for Black History Month? Mine is look up the Harlem Hellfighters. I'm still, I'm still yours. <laughs> that You're you were talking mine. about earlier. So Sydney Portier. You son of a bitch. <laughs> but I wouldn't have chosen that you anyway. Have chosen so it anyway. you don't know. Okay, but you wouldn't have. So here we are. <laughs> but that's because I just told you. But still. So apparently Sidney Bordier is one of the first black people to slap a white person in a movie. Like, to be allowed to do that on screen. Um, which is significant because we've been shucking and jiving up until that point a, a whole lot. Um, but what I also would say is do not only let the the stereotypical shit be what you, you learn about Black History Month. Like, all of us know about George Washington Carver. That's the one of the first things that they teach you in school. Black people have done a lot of shit though. We were the creators of a lot of shit. And so if you allow yourself to only look at them little stereotypical things, you really don't know how fucking awesome we actually are. And a lot of the things that we created that we, uh, no, nah, I won't even say don't get credit for because nobody really just thinks about it. But we've done a lot of shit, a lot of shit. A lot more than with peanuts and shit. He did a lot with peanuts. He did do a lot. That motherfucker had peanut <laughs> OCD. <laughs> Look, he said, I found something that I'm interested in and I'm going to work that to the ground. And I don't think it's possible that he did all the work he did with peanuts and at a whole bunch of times in his career had to say these nuts. <laughs> I figured he had to say that shit at least once a week. Yes, I'm sure he did. <laughs> George, you wanted me to do do some uh, experiments on on some on, on on the different categories of nuts. Which ones? Boy, I told you several times. These nuts, <laughs> not those over there. These nuts. 
Always going to the wrong nuts. These, these nuts. Damn, I need to get a better goddamn assistant. How am I gonna discover a thousand different things to do with peanuts, but your black ass don't even know which nuts to use? These nuts. What would yours be since I stole? Shit, I don't know. Hell, I'm driving. <laughs> I, I forgot this question. I ain't prepared nothing. I'm trying to think about what. Um, let me go with the TV. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it. I don't know why I want to, but I'm going to watch the documentary of Malcolm X that they just put out. Um, I saw, listen, I saw somebody's post on Facebook that said uh, the FBI and police accounts that they have in that documentary are mind blowing. Like the stuff that they saw happening as police and FBI agents. And 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 it said that those two men very likely spent all those years in jail for nothing. You know, but we know that's the history of the FBI. Like the FBI has been like fucking over black people for a long time in terms of looking for people who could be black leaders and just destroying their lives and shit. Um, but just to go along with what that uh, what Red said, the reason is there's a documentary on Netflix called They Gotta Have Us, and uh, it's just about black black directors, black actors, black presence in Hollywood, and it's gone through like it went through the whole history of of black presence, and so you went with the Sidney Poitier. I'm gonna go with the Harry Belafonte, right? So <laughs> Harry Belafonte back in the day was, you know, the ladies man, Sidney Poitier. Now, if y'all don't know nothing about Sidney Poitier back in them old films, Sidney Poitier, like, he he was the only black person they would let talk to white people like he was white. <laughs> <laughs> he used to talk rough to him. He'd be like, there was one scene where this dude said something along the lines of, alright then, boy, and then um, he's like, you can leave, boy, and then Sidney Poitier said, okay, and then when the white man started walking away, he said, hey, boy, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, like if you do that shit outside of a movie, Sydney Poitier, you gonna get your ass fucking lynched. Dead. Emma yeah. out here. Yep. And so Sydney Poitier was the kind of almost white person equivalent, which came with a very, very big burden of responsibility in terms of actors, you know, in his life. But Harry Belafonte was the ladies' man of of black actors back then like he was the only one not the only one but he was the main one that they let be in in, in movies with white women and but at that time uh black and white people emulating anything that would be perceived as a relationship was illegal highly frowned upon you didn't want to do that shit in movies studios didn't want it to happen but he still had these scenes with women and i can't remember the name of the movie i have to put it up but there was this scene in this movie where this white woman they was like out on the beach and uh, she was drinking out of a coconut and she gave him the coconut to drink out of and he said that because of the time it was illegal to make it look like they had a relationship but his goal was to make that scene of drinking out of the coconut after that white woman as seductive as possible so that it could be perceived as being a really sexy orgasmic type of scene without it overtly saying you know being that 
And so she drank out of the coconut and then she looked at him and handed it to him. And then he looked down at her and they met eyes and he turned the coconut to right where her lips were, where she drank out of it. And then he sipped on it from there. And he was like, from that scene, he was just trying to make it seem like they had a moment where they kissed and where it was orgasmic, how they locked eyes. And he was like, it's crazy because that, those are the tactics that they had to undertake to make um, a scene happen the way that they wanted to happen. You know, and it's just crazy how, I mean, we feel like we got to contort ourselves. God damn, just to hear those stories. And the crazy part is it was only like one or two black men that could, you know, be in a position to try to contort themselves, you know, in that way. And so this whole documentary, man, if you like black cinema, black film, man, that's a good ass documentary. I mean, it got, um, I don't know everybody's name, but it got <laughs> the dude who made Moonlight on it. It got the British actors. It got the one, the British actor from um, Star Wars, the black dude from Star Wars. It's got John Singleton. Uh, that's for you, Cole Jackson. Check it out. Uh, it got the dude who made Juice. Uh, they talk about all of these movies. Uh, they definitely it don't have Spike Lee in it, but it got all these people that work with Spike Lee, and they just talked about she gotta have it, and um, and and it talked about the artistic style of she gotta have it, because I never seen it, and the whole movie black and white. You've never seen she's gotta. I have never it. I've never watched black films, but this has made me want to go back and watch this stuff because. It's ridiculous. Also, oh, it's another movie. What move? What was the movie got had fraternities in it? Oh, uh, school days. School days. So school days, it had the fraternities in it, and at a step show there was a fight. That they said that fight was real. Oh shit. They said that Spike Lee, because that whole movie was about colorism. Mm -hmm. It was basically light skins better than dark skin. Yeah. And Spike Lee even put light-skinned people in better hotels than dark-skinned people for oh, the movie. That's fucked up. It's fucked up, but the tension was so high. I get he's trying to, yeah. It is fucked so. up. I mean, I hope he paid him more on the back end or something, <laughs> goddamn. But the fight that happened in that movie was real. And Spike just told him to keep filming. But the fight was real. Hell no. Um, <laughs> and they was like, man, that... But that whole documentary made me want to watch that shit. And I just encourage y'all to watch that documentary and I really I still don't want to watch slave movies it has some shit about Amistad I can't do it it has some shit about the help I've never seen the help and I don't it has it. some shit about I don't know what this movie is where Viola Davis was talking to a nun about her son getting sexually abused to a nun I don't know that one uh, Meryl Streep I'm sorry y'all I'm really just bad with names <laughs> I'm bad with names I'm horrible with names if y'all been listening to this podcast y'all know by now I'm horrible with names I don't remember the names of no actors. I barely remember the names of people that I meet. Yeah, so I definitely ain't finna remember the, So I'd be like, you know the dude that played in this with this. You know and who he is. you have to guess like what? Yeah, so I'm really sorry about that, but. What's the name of the documentary again so they can watch it? Uh, they Gotta Have Us. It's they just about uh, black presence in uh, in our society. So that's my black contribution. Um, <laughs> that, that I'm going to go back and watch some shit. Like She's Gotta Have It. I never watched that, and I know they got a new version of She's Gotta Have It out on Netflix. Yes, but shows. the old one was black and white, and it had this this just one color scene in the middle of, of the movie, apparently. And so I just want to see that. Oh, also, Robert Townsend movie. God damn it. I'm sorry. I can't remember the names of this shit, especially while I'm driving. I would uh, have the computer in front of me. Not Blank Man. 
It wasn't Blank Man. It was like one of his early, early movies. It was a parody of black actors. I don't know. It was a parody of black actors. I, you know, I'm sorry, y'all, but that's what I got. <laughs> well, <laughs> Just go watch that shit. You'll get all the shit I'm talking about. Uh, Colin says, cheerio. Um, and that was the end of his letter. Appreciate you, Colin. We appreciate it. Um, and that was the only letter that we got. Um, uh, my week was what it is, what it normally is. I did have a lot of people, for some reason, asking me, uh, have I thought about turning my hair black? And I, I, you know what? I've thought about doing it just to fuck with people, like dyeing my hair black and not saying a goddamn thing and just showing up places right here. Um, and AC Blow actually was like, if you dyed your hair black, we couldn't even call you red anymore. But I feel like at this point, Calamity Red is more personality-based than it is the color of my hair. Maybe not. Maybe Because red people. is anger. <laughs> and calamity is disarray. Ang and red is passion. And calamity is disarray. A bull ain't running after that red ass cloth because of passion. They mad well, at that shit. Bulls don't even really... I looked that up before. Bulls don't even really run at red. They don't give a fuck about red. <laughs> that has nothing to do with why they are going at the matador. <laughs> yes, but it is. It is not. <laughs> Have you read anything on the psychology of color? Yes, but the bull isn't running at the thing because it's red. It's not running at it because it's red, but red does impact how that bull perceives red. Just like us. You could wave a blue thing at that bull and he would still come a charging and fuck you Well, I, of course he would. <laughs> because you, your dumb ass is out there and fucking, and with, fucking him. with him. Yes. <laughs> but the psychology of color says that these colors do because of our cones and the connection to our yeah. brains do have an impact. Like, red do mean angry. It's passionate. Blue do mean sad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, these colors do mean things. So... I don't even think people would recognize me with black hair. And I've had, I haven't had black hair in years. Because even before it was red, it was, like, brown. Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I look weird with black hair. So, I just never had black hair. But I've had a few people ask me that. And I'm like, no. My hair gonna be red till I'm tired of it being red, which it don't look like it's gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah. And like I said, I don't even think people would recognize me. But I have thought about doing that just to fuck with people. But my fear is that I would never be able to get it back this shade because this was just a random. I do my hair myself, and so I don't even think I would be able to to get this again. So even though it would be fun to fuck with people, I'm not gonna do it. So I'm gonna be red for a while. Sorry for anybody that does. I had a. <laughs> I had. It's more like burgundy or maroon. Yeah. Not really red, but. Yeah, it's been red, but. But I people don't. Have. People don't get very specific when it comes to hair colors. Like, no. it really don't matter what shade of a color you put in. People are just gonna say, "Oh, red. you got blue hair, yep. or red hair, or green hair." Yeah. They don't be like, "Oh, that's more along the line of teal." <laughs> oh, sky blue. That's definitely sky. No, nope, that's royal. No, they don't. They don't do that shit. They just be like, your your hair red. Well, and at my last job, I taught an anger management class. And at the end of one of my, this guy finished his classes. And he came up to me at the end. He was like, you know what? I just, I've been wanting to tell you this, but I figured I would tell you this today. I think you would look so much better with dark hair. Oh, man. I was like, nigga, I don't give a fuck with you. <laughs> like, I, what? But what did you say? <laughs> I don't care really what you think about my the color of my hair, but 
know. That's what you said to an anger management class. I don't give a shit about him. He was you need annoyed. to give a, you need to give no. a shit about them hands that he put on somebody to goddamn get in anger management. Well, what the fuck about to put hands on your ass? He wasn't gonna put no hands on me, old ass. He um, first of all, this man, this man cheated on his wife. He was like sixty something, seventy maybe. Cheated on his wife with like a thirty something year old crackhead and had a baby. With the crackhead? Yes. And of course, the wife didn't stay. <laughs> Cause she was like, I don't want to raise no goddamn baby. The crackhead couldn't raise the baby, so he was having to get the baby. And for some reason, as a part of him getting the baby, they had him taking his anger management class, probably because he was an unpleasant ass motherfucker. But I wasn't nobody worried about. He had been working my nerves the whole seven weeks that he had been in this class. So for it to accumulate, with you telling me how you think I would look better, and he like one of them real old school black men who like women should be in the kitchen pregnant and cooking he that nigga so he really didn't like me because i would get him together regularly like you don't get your ass on listen and when he was like i'm so glad it's my last class i was like i'm so glad it's your last class too we gonna both celebrate together <laughs> get on my fucking nerves um and that wasn't even the only like thing that he said that was out of pocket he would always say stuff out of pocket and i would have to be like you are lucky i am at work sir <laughs> lucky um but yeah i just had people asking me about my hair color which is weird and i feel like if i change it then everybody be like why don't you change your hair it'd be the same fucking shit how was your week my week was good same old shit new week <laughs> It ain't very much that changed about my weeks. <laughs> I just do the same shit all the time. Um, work. I'm I'm getting behind on my work schedule though. Um, I just I don't know what it is. I'm in a I'm in a phase in my job where I'm trying to figure out how exactly I want to do. It. A part of my 2020 missions was I got to say no more. Yeah. And I've I've realized that I got clients that I haven't been able to see. And I've been holding myself psychologically accountable for getting to them clients when me not seeing them ain't my fault. Mm. And so I'm going to send some emails to all of the people who refer me to these clients to tell them I can't see them. You got to get somebody else to do it so that I can erase them off of my chart. Because as long as they on my chart, I hold myself accountable for seeing them and I make myself feel bad because I didn't get to see them. And so I can't keep doing that shit. So. That's my next thing with work. And then I'm starting to see clients in the office more, which I never really wanted to do. But Medicaid don't pay enough to keep going to the community. I want to work in the community, but the community and the people who refer me, uh, clients from the community, they are not respecting the fact that we pay to be able to go see clients. We don't get reimbursed for gas mileage. Yeah. So when I drive 25 miles out to go see a client because they need to see somebody, and the referral provider don't respect that it's just making me say i understand why people stop working with medicaid yeah. the rates are low and they make it hard to do the work and they prefer us not to do it because they save money that way yep which but is sad. very sad but it is what it is so um so the only thing i've been trying to figure out about my week is how i'm going to organize my schedule in my life at this point yeah um and the clients that's been coming to my office been canceling and that's a part of the reason why i'd rather go to clients because yeah. i don't gotta worry about retention rates people yeah. come back 
um, when they get ready, if they come to the office. But yep. if I go to you, I know you there. Yep. So it's just uh, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm gonna do in terms of carrying that out. Now I'm still waiting for my brother to blow up, <laughs> and so I can go out to California, Hollywood, and be his Charlie Murphy. Oh, I'll play background characters, whatever I have to do. Hilarious. Um, because um, the preview for Dave just came out. Dave is Lil Dicky's show, mm -hmm. and my brother is in the trailer in the pilot episode. He didn't get picked up for the series, but he's in the pilot episode, so he's working. Just waiting for his his moment. <laughs> He'll get it. Uh, well. Anything else? No? Alright, if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcarartist at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Car Artist, and send it to us that way. And now we're going to do viral posts. I'm going to do them this week, because On Point is driving, because I hate to drive. Because I just hate driving. Um... <laughs> So the first one that I said, and I saved all of these, so like you may notice a difference in the type of one we do, because this is gonna be more reflective of what my humor is. Um, Justin Bieber 2020 looked like he's trying to convince Justin Bieber 2009 to get into his man. Have you seen him lately? Yeah. He looked like a meth addict. It's sad. But that's probably how he looked after he stopped doing drugs. Sad. <laughs> you know, some people, some white people. He looked like a 70s porn star. He does that mustache. Listen, mustache only don't work. It just doesn't. Like, either have a beard, maybe a goatee, but just a mustache, it's just something creepy about it. I don't know what it is. I don't know why you just have a mustache these days, man. Beards done took off. That shit looks dumb. Like, just the mustache. He does look like he would be trying to entice little kids into his, his band. He does. He looked terrible. I, and he ain't even that old. He looked way older than what he is at this point. I just, it's just sad. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about this later on in the show. But, uh, of course, people have been talking about D-Wade and his daughter, trans daughter now. Um, and so somebody said, um, as a mom, I wouldn't ride for this. I believe my creator makes no mistakes and no amount of medicine, surgery, science, worldly things can convince me that a person uh, being born who they are naturally is a mistake that needs to be changed. <laughs> Somebody responded and said, but you're wearing glasses though. If your creator makes no mistakes, why, why are you correcting the mission he gave you? You know what? You know what version of God would make more sense to me? Have you ever heard of uh, Calvinism? Yes. So Calvinism is a, a religion. It's a Christian-based religion sect. Yeah. That, that, that says that God created the world. He created the heavens. He created all the shit that we got. And he created the first people. And then he stepped back. It's like when you wind a, 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 a watch up. A stop. Not a stopwatch. But one of those old watches where you had to wind the little hand up and it the watch will keep going and going and going for nearly ever mm -hmm. that's kind of how they view god they don't view god as having this 
right now presence he's creating you when you're born he the one that created and molded you and shit like that's cool creepy as hell to me like god reaching his hand down here every day <laughs> to do shit that's weird to me it makes sense if God created systems by which we live by and then those systems took a hold themselves not all of them perfect I mean if you look at Genesis God's creation of the world wasn't perfect if God created dinosaurs and had to kill their ass <laughs> like in the beginning it say that God like y'all might not interpret it that way but in Genesis it say God created dinosaurs and shit and destroyed them and that's how the shit went now why would he have to destroy something if he if it's a creation if dinosaurs wasn't a mistake, <laughs> they would still we would just be dinosaurs. Like, what? Why? You yeah. know, and it seemed like he tried to kill goddamn everybody again, flooding yep. the world. Yep, he <laughs> did kill everybody, but um, Noah. So he failed. Motherfuckers <laughs> on the ark. It just makes it makes if God is, it's harder to accept God's existence if he is omnipotent, all knowing, all father reach his hands down here and create everything and to have all the shit we got going on now i mean at some point we got to accept that human flaw human issue and, and our own problematic species cause a lot of this shit yeah you know we i mean i just it, it makes for the people who think god have a hand in everything it just makes it so much harder for me to understand that person's understanding of god yeah just don't because that to me, I said it before, that make God a sadist. <laughs> it makes him a prankster, a trickster. He might as well be Loki. <laughs> you know what? I ain't create dinosaurs, but I'm gonna put these shits in the ground to give motherfuckers questions about my existence. <laughs> Cause it's a whole group of people who don't believe that dinosaur bones got nothing to do with God's creations. Yeah. Then what are they? They're clearly an identifier that something was here before us. Yep. You know, they just like our bones, just from different species once you put them together. If God created everything, how did he not create dinosaurs? But, my bad. Let's jump that's on that. Where, but that's where people will say, well, that's where your faith comes in. We're not supposed to know everything. You're not supposed to have all the answers. You're supposed to just have faith in the unseen and the un what you don't understand. I feel like if God is real, God's up there saying, these pastors done fuck these people up. <laughs> I clearly put these clues in the ground. God might have us out here like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> we might be supposed to be looking for the, for him through these clues. What if it's like a big um, uh, what are they called? The rooms? Escape room? What if we're in like a That's what I'm saying. Simulation. We what, up. what if God now created this whole big ass simulation for us to try to figure out how to, you know, get evidence that he's real and we sitting there saying, no, this is faith. <laughs> we just got to believe he's real. And he's like, these, they fucking up the game. Damn. Never going to escape. I don't know. Uh, okay, this one. I challenge you guys to ask for clean slates with your women. Tell her everything, even if it hurts. And from the point, from that point, do it every day. And I promise you'll have an easier life. No, the fuck you will not. If you come clean? Yes. I challenge you guys to ask for clean slates with your women. Tell her everything, even if it hurts. 
and from that point do it every day and i promise you'll have an easier life there is only one reason you should do this <laughs> only reason you should do this is if you ain't did shit <laughs> Listen, this, this is what I'm. This is the worst advice I've ever seen. First of all, you ain't gonna get, you ain't gonna get a chance to do that shit every day, bro. You're not. You're not. That first day that you do that is gonna be ov over. <laughs> Who in the fuck? What kind of advice? <laughs> Listen, that? I'm not saying that you shouldn't come clean. I'm saying that you shouldn't do shit to have to come clean too. And to come clean every day? What are you out here doing every goddamn day that we gotta have a sit down in the evening? Baby, this is what I did today. I'm what? sorry, baby. I ain't take a bath today. <laughs> I, I didn't bathe. So you suck my meat dirty. I'm sorry. I would whoop his ass. No, you wouldn't. You yes, wouldn't I know. would. You if wouldn't... he told me, I would know then. <laughs> From that point, and ask what Well, if you couldn't tell why you was doing it, you'd be uh, all right. Still. Uh, uh, you put your lips on a dirty uh, man before. Stop. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that. You have. I don't know that. So I'm going to go with no, I haven't. <laughs> so no. Damn it. You didn't taste the athlete sweat before. Stop. Just let's not. Men, don't do this shit. Like, well, first of all, don't be out here fucking up to where you need to do this. But I'm telling you, it ain't gonna go the way that this person is talking about your life gonna be easier. Your life is not gonna be easier. Your life is gonna be complicated as fuck. Your life is easy if you don't do shit. Yes. Okay? Don't cheat on your woman. Or, or find out if your woman is the type that you can have an open relationship with. Just do that. It's much better. You know, find a woman you can have an open relationship with. Bitches out here killing niggas these men see the problem is that men just don't want they woman that they call they woman to do anything with anybody else but yes. they want to do what they want to do yes so open relationships ain't gonna work nope ain't gonna work at all for them nope and before any let me tell you something about what really just makes my ass itch people that that talk about how men are not meant to be monogamous and how you know, nowhere else in the animal kingdom. First of all, that's not true. There are monogamous species, penguins being one. They stay with each other for life. Um, so, first of all, that ain't even true. There are animals that stick that stay together. Two, you do realize that if you want to do that, if you want to make that argument, that the same, them same animals, the same female animals, they pick whoever the fuck they feel like is gonna be like the best fit or the best, make the best babies. So that means that she's not gonna just be with you. They fucking other people too. She gonna have a baby with whoever is, is got the strongest genes and gonna be able to take care of the children. That's what animals do. So you still gonna be in a situation where you fucking and she fucking. <laughs> I think men like to use that as an excuse and they conveniently forget that women have been regarded as property and we've really kind of controlled women throughout the course of history. Yep. And they make, they, it's like they use that history to justify why women haven't chosen men. But it ain't about that. It's, it's not about, you know, this natural predisposition we have. We just been spoiled. Men been spoiled <laughs> rotten over the course of time. We've been able to pick a woman and be like, you mind, bitch? And then she come with us. And men could be like, I don't like you no more, bitch. You got to go. 
and then we just get another woman. And that woman is now she has, she damaged goods. Nobody want her now. Yep. Like that's been the history of men in this country, and people act like that all of that conditioning based on how our uh, our system was created is somehow a a reason that means that men you know are not monogamous and women are monogamous you know and the reality is non-monogamy is consensual non-monogamy and non-consensual non-monogamy non-consensual non-monogamy is cheating on somebody yes that's you being not monogamous but without another person's um, consent there is a such thing as consensual non-monogamy that's you and another person choosing that it's okay for y'all to do things with other people you know Men, if you want a woman that's going to be monogamous for you, you have that conversation. Or be monogamous with a woman that you with that wants monogamy. But or accept that she wants to do something else or outside of you. Do not expect monogamy from her and you don't plan to get that back to her. Don't do that. That's just dumb. Find somebody who wants to have an open relationship. They exist. I think a lot of times the problem is, like what you said, men want to be able to do what they want to do, but you don't want the woman to do what she what she does. So if you get a woman who wants to be monogamous and you stay with her, and you doing what you want to do, then you have the best of both worlds. And what ends up happening is niggas die every day behind that beat. <laughs> Women kill niggas. Like, don't do that. If you want an open relationship, it has to be open on both sides. You cannot expect that from one person and not give it. Just can't. Not fair, not how it works. Um, the next one, dear anti-vaxxers, now is your chance to go to China and prove us all wrong. What? Coronavirus. I know. We ain't got no vaccination against coronavirus. Right? How would that prove anything wrong? Well, if we have a natural, anti-vaxxers don't believe that, you know, you should be getting the vaccinations to avoid these illnesses. So that means, you know, they haven't had any vaccinations. So by pro proving us wrong, I guess mean that by them not having the vaccinations, their immune system is so strong, they can go to China, not get the coronavirus, come back and be like, ha ha bitches, y'all immune system just so weak because y'all putting all of this shit know. in your system. I don't know, I think that's a little bit too extreme. Like, I think anti-vaxxers do understand that there's diseases out here that'll fuck your ass up immediately. Like, I don't think they think they can fight AIDS. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that they do, I hope that they do understand that there are diseases out there uh, and, and viruses and viral infections and all kind of shit that, like, it don't matter if you are vaccinated or not, it's shit, the body ain't prepared for some shit. Like, vaccines help a specific thing. To prevent it. Yeah, to yeah. prevent a specific thing. I, I mean, I know that they have to understand that there's not a vaccine for everything that exists. There isn't. And taking vaccines that we take at birth ain't to help from any ailment. So I think the person who wrote this wrote it from a place of ignorance as much as they trying to highlight the ignorance of motherfucking anti-vaxxers. But, you know... That's, they both still stupid, but <laughs> I mean, I, I try to give them a little credit of understanding something, goddamn. So, Valentine's Day just passed, which I don't give a fuck about. I don't give a fuck about Valentine's Day even when I'm in a relationship. I just don't. It's All that means to me is we can't go get nothing to eat because it's going to be fucking packed everywhere. Like, that's all that means. 
Um, I ain't never been no big Valentine's Day. And I hate, like, I talk on the show all the time about how I don't eat no motherfucking chocolate. So Valentine's Day, only thing it's th- it means to me is a day for me to see if this nigga been listening. Because <laughs> anybody that bring me a box of chocolate, you just doing what you do for every bitch. I've told you I don't eat chocolate. Why? What is this? We what already talked to you about what a man got to do for you. What? He got to bring you a box of chocolates, but he had to take all the chocolates yes. out and replace them with Starburst. Yep. And so you're going <laughs> to so see the pack bad. and you're going to be like, oh, this nigga don't know me. Fuck him. And then as soon as you open it, you're going to be like, oh, he do know me. <laughs> oh, he's so romantic. <laughs> I won't be with him forever. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what will happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I imagine y'all know me so well. <laughs> we had this conversation we before. Did. And yes. I gave a PSA. Yeah. Men who are listening right now who may end up being with Calamity Red, <laughs> do that shit. Yeah, because I would blow up when I, like, what, really? Chocolates? Chocolates. <laughs> yep. How long we been together and you bringing me chocolates in the house, my nigga? Chocolate. And then I would open it and be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Thank you. <laughs> but I brought up Valentine's Day. Let me tell you something about whole tip ass people that like to just make up shit. Like, it's enough that has happened to us without us making everything about how the man didn't held us down. Do y'all even know the backstory behind Valentine's Day? Back in slavery, slave owners used to take out the hearts of their slaves as pure entertainment. And y'all really want to sit here and celebrate this? <laughs> no. That is not worth it. That's not true. <laughs> At all. And somebody put a picture on there with advanced nigga theory. <laughs> Listen, we have had a lot of things that have happened to us without making up shit. Valentine's Day ain't got shit to do with slavery. Don't let nobody tell you that. And don't let nobody tell you that. Then you go out here and repeat it. You will look just as dumb as the person who told you. I don't even like that comment. What? Advanced nigga theory. <laughs> Why? It's like elementary, unfounded elementary, like <laughs> nigga theory. Like, advanced would be something that makes sense. <laughs> they claim to know that they ripped out the hearts of slaves. Where, where's that? Where's that written? How do you know that? And Valentine don't, like, and you associate Valentine with a heart because of motherfucking a box of chocolate shaped like a heart but what the fuck that got to do with the heart yep you know what i'm saying like and then you're saying that slave owners ripped the hearts out of black folks and then said let's celebrate their hearts being ripped out <laughs> by showing each other how much we love each other <laughs> shut the fuck up man i don't got time for these motherfucking niggas man i don't have time for them i don't have time for these hotel yeah it's too much but you know i talked to one of my homeboys and he um we was having a conversation you know he's uh he's a he listens to the podcast he's a part of my 2020 mission call list where i'm calling my friends and we've been talking the last three four weeks and he mentioned he said my beliefs are what i think you and calamity red would probably call hotel (laughs) but i want to really identify what I believe Hotep is. Um, I mean, I know Hotep is a specific thing from Egypt that has some connection to black history. Uh, But when I mention Hotep with negative connotations on it, 
I'm meaning dudes who over sensationalize falsehoods from the past like that post uh, people who are pro-black and anti-white and people who are willing to um, who are not willing to hold black people accountable for anything like I feel like that like Hotep isn't irrational as black supporter or black advocate they are an advocate for black at the cost of hating anything that give black a problem at the cost of allowing black to get away with everything like I feel like the hotel group is the ones that saying that R. Kelly and Bill Cosby is being attacked you know yeah. instead of recognizing that they probably did some fuck shit so if you can't explain to me the shit you talking about like this person can't they can't tell me on paper where that is that hearts were being ripped out I think that's probably you know a joke but I hope it is either way it's hard to know and that's what I mean when I say hotel yeah. I mean irrational ass color motherfucker it's like probably a better word for it <laughs> Last thing I had was so you have to do your research, people. <laughs> now I saw this and I screen capped it, but now I just went and looked. So Maya got married. So that came out first. Then the next thing that came out was that Maya had married herself. And of course I was I was ready to talk mad shit. Okay, mad shit about that because that is the saddest fucking thing ever. Turns out she married herself because she has a new music video coming out called the name of the what was the name of the song? The Truth. Now, I still have a problem with her marrying herself in a music video because just the idea of needing to marry yourself is ridiculous. Like she put on a whole ass ceremony for this video. For her marrying herself. Uh, it's a video that sees the singer celebrating self-love as she ties the knot with herself next to the ocean. It don't take all of that. You should 100% love yourself. Sure should. Uh, but doing shit like marrying yourself is a little over the top. And to me, that speaks the opposite. When you have to do over the top shit, that's problematic to me. Like, that's gonna make me be like, what's really going on? Because you, do, you don't have to do all of that, Maya. You ain't got to marry yourself for you to love yourself. I love myself. I wouldn't marry myself. That's just sad. The fuck why? For why? That doesn't make any sense at all. Even for a music video, it's dumb. You walk down. Like, I haven't seen the video. Now I want to watch it just to make fun of it. Well, I want to know what the song is about. Her look. Let's see what the lyrics I mean, are. maybe the song is about... You know, her wishing somebody was there, but it's just her. Maybe like it's symbolism. Let's see. The truth lyrics. Wait, is this? This says 2015. Is the video old? Is the article old? The article wasn't old. Let me make sure. No, 2020. But the the lyrics that I'm seeing is called The Truth. Maya might have an old ass song called The Truth. Put that The Truth 2020. No, nah, The Truth is, it sounds like a kind like, sound like a common name of a song. Uh, 2020 version. 
Nope. It's about her loving herself. <laughs> Damn, it's just so crazy. So crazy that I finally realized that you are always here and I'm just not noticing. But baby, watch it and just listen. You've been here before I can notice, way before I knew I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> I don't want to hear anymore. Why not? Baby, just a whole the song about her talking about herself <laughs> as if it's a lover. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I guess the next question is what size deal does she take into the Cause uh, I mean to the honeymoon? And do she got one of them suction cups on the end where she stick it <laughs> on the wall? Maybe she got more than one. I wonder if she got a white one and a black one. Listen. Or that, just a black one. That, or one of them real big ones that it don't look like it's reasonable that it be inside of a human, but I'm they get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. That has the opposite effect. There are songs that you hear that make you feel empowered, that make you feel like, yes, yes, you know. This ain't one of them songs that just make me feel sad for Maya. I don't want to marry my fucking self. Again, self-love, that it, it doesn't have to go that far. And if you're having to do that, to over the top marrying yourself, writing a whole goddamn song, you I, that's going to make me be like, does she really love herself? Don't protest too much. It's too much. Why? Why are you doing all this? Show us that you like. I'm a big actions person. You can write a whole goddamn song, but if I cannot see in the way that you live your life that you love yourself, you don't love yourself. You can say whatever the fuck you want to say. She may love herself. She may, but this is ridiculous and sad. It's sad. It makes me sad for her. Sad. No, sad. she's probably in an open relationship with herself. Huh? With herself? Of course. <laughs> That's how she has sex with other people. Oh my God, that's, I don't even want to. Monogamy, if you marry yourself and you're in a monogamous relationship, then you celibate. Yeah. That's just all that is. Basically. A whole song. I mean, and there have been songs about self-love, like TLC, Unpretty. is a song about loving yourself the way that you are. But it isn't so much where it's like, oh, that's just sad, girl. Like, this is sad, Maya. Sad. Bad Maya. This is not doing what you think it was gonna do. It's just not. Sorry. It's fucking awful. It's terrible. Um, but that was all for the viral post. Um, let me go ahead and do my red rant for the week. Cause I saw this story and I got so fucking mad. I'm gonna explain why, cause I know people gonna have something to say, and it's fine. You can feel how you wanna feel. Philip Schofield. Philip Schofield is like this British news anchor that's like really famous over in Britain apparently and he's been married to his wife for 27 years and they have two kids and this motherfucker this past week came out and said that he is gay and I, my immediate like I just know that if my husband were to do this I would go to jail I would and let me tell you why Philip what he said when he came out of his coming out story or whatever the fuck um, said that he knew on their wedding day that he was gay I have a problem with that because everybody's like oh he's so brave he, this is such a brave move this, there is nothing brave about this you have known for 27 years that you were not sexually attracted to your wife 
that you would prefer the company of a man, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. That's not my point is I would not be able to easily forgive somebody lying to me for three decades. And now because you didn't decide you want to live in your fucking truth, I don't have an option. I got to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. You finna go out here and probably live your best gay life. Me in my 50s, I think they're 50s, early 60s. Now I got to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with the rest of my life because my husband is gay. I would lose my fucking mind. Especially if you said, oh, I knew on our wedding day. Bitch, well, why didn't you tell me? You knew on our wedding day that you were gay? Here's the thing. First of all, there's a difference between bisexual and gay. He's not saying he's bisexual. He's gay gay. Okay? So for me, that's going to make me question, well, what the fuck have you been doing for these 27 years that I don't know about? Because I know you ain't just been coming to the house with me for 27 years and gay as fuck and been satisfied with whatever it is that we've been doing. But maybe. No. No. You can't assume that man is gay and a cheater. Why not? Why would you? Because 27 years is a very, very, very long time for you to know that you're gay, to be attracted to men, and not do anything with another man at all. I think it's possible. Uh, it's possible, but for me, it would not be probable, and I would have a problem with it. Not to mention that you don't take people, like, you don't, if you're confused, if you're trying to figure it out, that's fine. But you don't bring other people into that shit. I talked in the show before about how I don't have a desire to date a bisexual man. And, uh, you know, we had Michael on the show, and Michael was talking about how most women my reasoning for that was different from most women because I said that I can't compete with a man. Like I can compete. I, 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 it's, if you, if it's another woman, I, I can compete with that. Or in my mind, I can't, I cannot compete with another man though. Like I don't, I just, I can't, we're not on the same playing field to me. If you put on that strap on, no, I'm not going to, I'm not, (laughs) not going to do it. And, I just feel like for people that are like, oh, you, you know, you, you can't say that you don't want to um, be with somebody that's bisexual. I can say that I don't want to be with somebody bisexual the same way that I can say I don't want to be with somebody that's short. Both of those are things that motherfuckers can't help, but it's what it is. I don't want a short nigga. I don't. I feel weird when I'm out with somebody that's shorter than me, and I make it weird because I'm uncomfortable. And I know that that's a, it, it's a, a, a something that. I, that's with me. It's not with him, but it is what it is. Same thing about bisexuality. Yes, he cannot help it. Yes, that's how he is. But that ain't for me. But I would have fucked Philip up, and Philip is now going on this like this whole little uh, publicity tour, talking about coming out, and everybody talking about how brave he is, and he just basically, I just <sighs> living your truth, please, people. Please live in your truth. If if that's how you feel, fine. And at this point, like, I, I guess maybe about 27 years ago, it wasn't as open as it is now. People weren't as accepting of, of the lifestyle as they are. But that is not an excuse for you to be deceptive with this woman for 27 years that you say that you love. And like I said, now she ain't got no option. Well, she got, she got to figure out what she finna do now. Because now you've decided, okay, I'm going to live in my truth. I'm going to be a gay man, live my life as a gay man now. 
now that take away my option because my option would be to just stay happily married to, to the husband that I love and now that's been taken away from me it's bullshit well, I would have fucked him up if he created the kind of life that made you have a decent life for 27 years would not care you wouldn't because I, you asshole <laughs> no I would be questioning you are talking about retroactively applying this new yes. information to 27 years everybody wouldn't look at it that way but that's like saying if i found out he had a baby and i didn't find out to the child was 27 years old that i shouldn't be upset about it because it was 27 years ago the fuck it ain't what? that you ain't got to be upset about it but you saying that because he held it in for them 27 years yes. you don't like any of those individual specific years themselves not saying that i don't like the individual years themselves but it's gonna make me question his satisfaction during those years because now i'm like were you staying because you actually love me and the family and the life we built or were you staying because that was easier for you than living your truth than for you to come out and tell everybody that you were gay well somebody can love somebody can know they gay and have a sexual attraction for a man and still love a woman and still have sex with a woman and still create a life with a woman i mean he could all of that thing could have been genuine mm -hmm. but what you're saying is that you don't believe it's a possibility of it to have been genuine or maybe you believe it's a possibility but the probability is so low yes. that you go back and tell yourself he must not have loved me he must not have enjoyed the sex he had with me he must not have really wanted this family but i think all of those things could be true and i think it's likely that they'll be true because that shit like happening all over america it's, it's happening mid, all over america it's not happening all over america but not now because it's open but like back in the day where you couldn't be openly gay yeah. there's a whole bunch of men who died wanting to meet in their ass they never got it because they decided to stay with their family that's what i'm saying but you're doing that out of this is the easier route this is the safer route this is the route where i'm not going to be judged it, so uh, is it because you love us and you happy or is it because i don't want to i don't want to have the the negativity that comes from me living the way that I want to live. But you make it but you're making those things mutually exclusive. They don't have to be. They can exist together. Future. I mean he can enjoy that and wanted all of that and had it and wanted this other thing because that other thing just ends up being this small void that he's missing. It ain't small though. If after 27 years it's bothered him enough to where he's ready to end this relationship that he had with his wife so he can live in, it ain't small. That's not well, small. Well, it, it was a small void till it became a big one. It wasn't small then, probably, but again, 27 years ago, him coming out as gay, especially with him wanting to be a news anchor and him being in the industry that he's in, would have fucked his career up. So again, did you do this for your career because you wanted to be here? Did you do this because this was the the way for you to be better accepted in society? Like I would question all of that. And I don't know how you would be able to answer those questions for me in a way that I would believe it. There's not a way for you to prove that shit to me that you weren't. That's what I'm saying. You just like what well, you you're invalidating the whole credibility it of a whole person. Matter. He finna leave and go live his best gay life anyway. What does it well, matter? Well, I mean, because I mean, I guess I'm not looking at it. I mean, you looking at it from your perspective right now, but like you're saying that you would invalidate that person's whole character, the whether yes, they for keeping a big ass secret like that. For but if a person years. been telling you, if a person been telling you twenty seven years worth of truth, you're saying that I don't know what's the truth and what's the well. Lie. What I'm saying is you got evidence that a lot of things that they told you have been true. 
They've been open about a whole bunch of shit. Hell they done no. told you about their family situation. They done told you about they become dependable for you when they say they're going to do stuff. They did it. They were there for you when you need them to be there for you. I mean, they held in this one big old thing. And you're saying that now everything they ever did and said might have been a lie of manipulation. Yep. That is... That's just irrational. It's not That's irrational. That's an extreme response. But it isn't. You... <laughs> Like the uh, politicians here in America that have come out, like, or uh, we've had politicians that have come out because they in love with a man and they had this side piece that the woman didn't know about. Like that kind of shit is what makes me feel this way. Every situation, like, I, the, I feel like it is a rarity. And it, is it possible that he for 27 years was completely faithful to her and just, you know, uh, tap down this this feeling that he had for other men. Yeah, it's possible, but what I've seen in, in in these situations makes me feel like it ain't likely. He could be, but eh. that's not usually how this happens when it happens. Most of these niggas have boyfriends, or either they were about to be exposed, and so I'm gonna get ahead of this. And actually, the people in Britain think that that's what happened. That he was about to be exposed for some shit. And that's why he decided to come out now. Now, whether or not that's true, I guess we'll see. If somebody come out and be like, we've had a relationship for the last 10 years or whatever, we'll see. But And you may be right. What I'm challenging right now in this moment is the idea that because they kept in this big old thing, all of the other things that you verified as character traits now are invalid. I verified it based off of what I thought your character to be. And, and up until this point, I wouldn't, obviously, I wouldn't have thought that you would have lied about something like this. So that does make me go back and question everything else. Because what I built it on is you being honest with me all this time. You haven't been. I mean, all, that, been stuff, lying since all, day one. all of that stuff ain't chain linked together, though. I guess. If that man lied after 27 years, it don't change that he was dependable for you. No, it don't. It's and I'm still love my it, children. It don't change that he was loving to you. Again. It don't change that he was affectionate or intimate if he was those things. You might question the motivation or what he was thinking about when he was doing it. Yes. And again, to me, it don't even matter because now my choice has been taken away from me. I got to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with my whole rest of my life because now you want to live in your truth. You're speaking from that. You're speaking from that version of Red that once a man do you wrong, you cut them fucking no, all the way off. absolutely not. That's this is a big ass thing. Like, I don't know why you're trying to act like this is like a small thing. This is I, not. I'm not saying it's a small this thing. This ain't this nigga leaving socks on the floor all the time and I have to tell him to pick it up all the time. This ain't even the nigga getting fired from work and pretending to go to work. Like, that's some shit I would be mad about. We could work through that. This kind of shit though, no. <laughs> no. Well, I want to, and I, I feel like most women feel this way. I feel like most women, if their husband came and was like, I'm gay, honey, been gay the whole time, it would be problematic. It would be problematic. It would be problematic, yes. The relationship is probably finna end, yes. But could that woman acknowledge that he's been a good provider? Could that woman acknowledge that he's been a good father? Could that woman acknowledge that he's been I dependable? Didn't say he wasn't none of those things. Well, yours that's what it sounds like no. you say. You saying what that I, none of that shit matters no more. Because once he done lied to me on a scale of this big, yes. none of that shit matters. He ain't shit to me, ain't never been shit to me. All of his motivations for what he was doing may be questionable enough for me to not care that he did all of these yes. things. No. See, and that's what I'm saying. You speaking from that version of Red no. who cut niggas off cold turkey. No. Once you're wrong, 
you dead a motherfucker. You can't acknowledge nothing positive about them. You don't want to see nothing positive about them. And that's a choice. Like, you don't want to see those things. No. I'm saying that this woman, after these 27 years, could still be like, damn, this is nuanced because there was a lot of good shit about this man and now I got to figure shit out. You're saying that you couldn't even look at it like that. I can still admit that he was a good father and I would not have tell my kids they could have a relationship with. I wouldn't want this to impact them like they could determine for themselves. I wouldn't say that he wasn't a good provider. He obviously probably was considering what his, his, his uh, career path was. So I'm sure he provided for her nicely. Well, you're saying you wouldn't accept it as the having been those things. I would accept that it haven't been. It haven't, I would accept that he, he was those things. But for me, those things don't supersede him lying about his sexuality for 27 years. Like you're you're saying it like that should compensate for this one thing, this one. But it's a that is not what thing. I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying like I can acknowledge he did all of those things, but it's still fucked up that he lied, and that that is going to dead all of that for me. It is. That's what I'm saying. You're saying that it deads all of that for you, yeah. and I'm saying that it don't have to for a person. And that's why I'm saying that you're looking at it from that Jennifer lens. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at from you're looking at it from that lens of how you deal with dudes today. Period. <laughs> you you ain't been shy about saying it on the podcast no. when a dude fuck you over. Yes. That shit is dead. Yes. Don't give a fuck. Period. Nope. <laughs> you interpreting this situation through that same lens, but, and all I'm saying is it's not gonna be the same for all women. I feel like most women would feel how I feel about this if this were to happen. Men, no. I feel like men, because lesbian is looked at differently. Women being with other women is looked at differently. No, this, it, it, no. If there's an equivalent with men. What's the equivalent? The equivalent is like they had sex with your friend oh. for 27 <laughs> years. I, I, I had told you, but I had sex with Terry. <laughs> Terry, Terry. Terry that we've been becoming the barbecues every weekend, Terry. Yes. That's the shit. Like, that shit will fuck men up. Men will be like, oh, no, this bitch goddamn. No, Lord Jesus, please let this be a dream. Like, so that. Do you think men would be able to be like, but she was a good mother and she kept a clean house, even though she was fucking my best friend for 27 no, Because <laughs> we we talking about the dynamic between the difference between men and women. You know what I'm saying? And then the difference between a person being gay and a person cheating. You know, so it's different scenarios. But what I'm saying is, if you're looking for a scenario where a man looks at it and says, after 27 years, what can she tell me that would make me break down and be like, fuck, it ain't, I'm actually, well, it could be, it could be I'm a lesbian. If she, if she walk in the house like Manny Fresh, if she walk in the house when they looking like Manny Fresh talking about something, I'm finna, I'm finna live in my truth. You know, what the hell happened to your hair? Why you dressed like that? What the fuck? Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stud. <laughs> I love women, and uh, I know that we kind of been in a relationship for a while, but I really gotta live in my truth. I can't be with you no more. You know, that oh, shit, Jesus. that's the equivalent. Oh That'll fuck them up. Yeah, I'm sure it would. While we're talking about sexual orientation, though, I feel like this is a good segue into Dwayne Wade's son now daughter Zaya I think is what she wants to Zaya. listen let me tell you something first of all I just want to say to everybody who is so 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 sure that this is something that's being pushed on this little boy 
that he's too young to make this decision if it is a decision did you choose to be straight did you decide at some point that you like girls and you went like oh maybe either or no you felt that way and at 12 people are having little boyfriends and girlfriends so don't tell me that 12 is too young for you to know those kind of things because you probably had some little girl that you were sneaking kisses to at 12. If it is a choice, it's a choice across the board. And that means that all of the heterosexual people are choosing daily to be straight. Daily. And at any point, you can flip-flop. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> and you can just decide that you like meat. No nope. more vagina for I me. Can't, I can't make that decision. <laughs> me being straight is not a choice. It is not a decision. If being straight is not a choice, being gay, being trans, those aren't choices either. You cannot have it both ways. If it's a choice, it's a choice. And you choosing to be straight and you could decide you want some meat one day. So for all of you who keep saying he too young to know what he is, if you at 12 had little girlfriends and boyfriends and you knew that you like girls and you knew that you like boys were you too young were you too young at that age as well because that's what don't that's never made sense to me about people that say that you're not looking at it from the lens of what you are you didn't choose that shit you just it is what it is i like men at no point in my life did i say all right niggas is what it's gonna be <laughs> that's just what it is niggas no, it just is what it is. And so, for Pete, and the thing is, D Wade was not going to win either way. If he was upset about this, then he would have had everybody telling him how he was a horrible father, how love is supposed to be unconditional, and all of this shit. He's accepting and embracing of his son, and he pushing this on him. 12 is too young for him to know what he is, and all of this shit. And it's like, yo. I think people focusing on the wrong thing in this conversation. People are not using this conversation to, and I know why. People aren't using this conversation to ask themselves, what would I do if my child bought something to me that I don't approve of? They're using this because because they believe that the way that this come about is that D-Wade pushed it on them. And so they believe that if they don't push it on them, then their child not going to be this stuff. But it's a lot of families that's going to have a rude awakening after this shit. Listen, it is kids every day that be getting fucking disowned by their families because the families don't agree with it, have never agreed with it, have never pushed it on them. So what is, what is it for those those kids? The kids that grow up in like super religious homes where from the time that they are, they're able to shit before they even able to really realize anything because we Christian babies before they even are, are capable of making that decision. What about those kids that are raised in those homes who never were exposed to this and never had anybody tell them that it was okay, yet still are gay? What about that? Who pushed it off on them? Who? Who was it? Who did it? Because there are plenty of those examples where there are families that, that don't fuck with their kids because they're gay. And that have always preached and told their children that same-sex marriages, same-sex relationships are an abomination. So for those families where that shit still happened, what's your what's your what's your reasoning then? What's the excuse then? What what failed? I mean, 
I don't know. Because again, it's like none of this shit that, that people use in these situations is clear cut across the board. If it was just something that was being pushed on people, the only people that would have gay kids, trans kids, bi kids would be the people that were super open and super like, you can be whatever you want to be. It would only be those kids. But it's not. And a lot of the kids, again, grow up in homes where they know their parents ain't finna fuck with that shit. They know their parents, they know that they're gonna have to keep that and at least till they get out of the house. I've had kids on my caseload when I was doing therapy that that I could tell you for a fact, parents was not pushing no gay shit. I the exact opposite. Well, what they're gonna say is it ain't the parents that's pushing it, it's society that's oh pushing it and the government. <laughs> it's society and the government that's pushing it. Maybe not the parents. So what about before? Because this openness that we have, and it still ain't, I mean, we still got a ways to go, but the openness that we have about the gay community, this is a, a fairly new thing. So who was pushing it before the world was a little bit more open to it? When people were having to have roommates. <laughs> That's my roommate. Everybody in the family already knew who it was. <laughs> that's, that's her roommate. She's never got married. She never had kids. She just lived with a roommate. Who was pushing it then? Because again, if that was the case, gay would never have existed up until now. Because it wasn't pushed. Shit has been illegal before. It's still illegal in some... There are places in the world where it's not pushed at all. You could go to Saudi Arabia or some of these places and get fucked, locked up for doing some gay shit so what's the excuse in those places where it is not acceptable by the government and it's not accepted by most people within the communities why is there gay people who pushing it on them and they were staying to lose a whole lot more in being gay than the motherfuckers over here because you literally can get locked up for that shit it's illegal <laughs> well my thing is regardless of what you believe the reason is for whatever what do you do when your child walks up to you and says something that goes against what your belief system is or your morals or your ethics are? In D-Wade's case, his son came up to him and said, Daddy, I'm a girl. And this is who I want to be. And D-Wade made his decision about who to do it. But what are you going to do when your child do that? And it may not be something as extreme as trans or even as extreme as gay. What about when your child walk up to you and say, Daddy, I'm an atheist? What about when your child walk up to you and say, Daddy, I'm not monogamous? You know, what if your child walk up to you and say any number of shit? I got a girl pregnant. It's a lot of shit that your child is going to potentially walk up to you and say that you don't agree with. And for those of you who have such a strong rhetoric against homosexuality and the agendas that the, the government and them have, I pray that that shit don't happen to you. I don't want my kids to be gay or trans. It ain't because I have a difficulty accepting my child. It's because I know what gay and trans people get in this shit. Yep. And you already, and black. already black. My <laughs> child already gonna be black. So it's not. It's like yeah, you black. We black. We I don't need. We don't need no extra shit on top of your blackness to help you navigate. That's the only reason I wouldn't want my child to be that because. This is what it is. If, if we had a society that accepted everything, I really wouldn't give a fuck what my son came out as because I knew that it wouldn't have nothing to do with how I parented him or not. That's just how we came out. That would just be how it be. Yep. 
I mean, it, it and the the comments that have been made, and again, the, for the people who think that twelve is too young, I want you to think back to when you were twelve, and then you ain't even got to think back to when you were twelve. If D Wade's son was twelve years old and was holding hands with a girl, Nobody everybody be saying that shit's cute. Oh, oh, look at him! Look at him, little. He got him a little girlfriend. People would be saying that shit. Yep. Like people, people would rather contort the ideas of what uh, creates homosexuality and trans existence. Uh, they rather contort themselves to convince themselves that it, it it means something different than what it actually means. And that's that's problematic. But realistically, this don't like. Okay, you don't agree with D Wade, you know. But calling him a horrible father, what? No, the definition of a horrible father is a father that ain't there raising their child. Yep. And you know what? If you think a man being there for your child, if you think men being there for their children is what reduce homosexuality, then why you ain't holding men accountable? Why would we rather say that the government's agenda is why people are gay? If you also believe that the way that kids don't be gay is that men take care of their kids then how come you ain't saying men be there yeah like why didn't you not holding men accountable for that shit yep that's, that's a problem all of this stuff contradicts itself nothing makes sense and there's always a new excuse because people aren't interested in understanding trans and homosexual shit they're only interested in their confirmation of their confirmation bias They've already decided what's bullshit. They've decided that homosexuality is bullshit. It shouldn't exist. And everything they say is going to make that true. Before, here's what's crazy. Homosexuality is referred to in the Bible. Like, this shit has been around for as long as we've been around. This Bible old. Kings was fucking kings in the Bible. Like, to think that this is some kind of a new thing that exists because it's, been, it's literally been referred to since the existence of human beings. Like, it doesn't and make any sense. To add to that, if you're if you somebody been talking about depopulation, um, which is the idea that there's this whole agenda is about uh, having less African American people. Listen, homosexuality is Bible old. It's been around that long ago. If the amount of gay people that exist was a problem with uh, with population, then we wouldn't almost have a fucking overpopulated uh, world. Nope. Nearly the world is almost fucking overpopulated. We don't got enough resources for everybody. Hence, there being third world countries and poverty stricken environments in America. It's not enough resources for everybody. It's too many people. If homosexuality was going to be what kept people from being uh, around, this would be the case. And you know what? One family not having kids is fine because it's other families having six and seven. Oh, Jesus. Eight, nine. These are dumb. <laughs> I mean, damn. And then a lot of people be like, um, homosexuals can't reproduce. So, you know, it's not natural. You dummy, a man can reproduce. Two men can't reproduce with each other, but they can both go fuck somebody or be a surrogate for somebody and give them a child. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> Motherfucker said, well, yeah, no, a man and a man can't reproduce. Of course they can't, you dummy. That's fucking common knowledge. But when you say that, you're implying that they can't have anything to do with another life being brought about. And they can. And I'm sure if our whole country start, if, if the whole world at some point did become overrun with homosexuality and it wasn't that much sex being had and a, a big ass announcement came out that said, hey, if we don't start getting some of this homosexual sperm to women, our fucking species is going to die out. 
homosexual men would give their sperm up to get get some kids out here. They would. That they would do it. It's not hard. It actually feels good. <laughs> oh my god. I just you know so it's like it ain't about the r rationality. It ain't about the realist realistic nature of it. It's just about that people are going to contort themselves to create the reality that the Bible done told them is real. And that Bible says that homosexuality is wrong. Even with Sodom and Gomorrah. Motherfuckers love bringing up that shit. It was a lot of shit going on in Sodom and And we talked about it on the podcast. A lot That of was stuff. the last straw. It, it was, was a whole a bunch of, of shit, shit going on that made debauchery. them destroy it. A lot of heterosexual debauchery was going on, okay? A lot of they shit was going on. They were doing a lot. That's the only thing that people like to talk about. But Sodom and Gomorrah was on some shit. They was doing a lot of shit. It wasn't just that. So, at the end of the day, what I want you to focus on as a listener is not agreeing with us because we're mental health professionals. We're going to try our best way to... I got I got trans kids on my caseload. I got gay kids on my caseload. Yep. I'm going to try my best to accommodate a person's existence in a therapeutic way that's gonna help their life. I don't expect y'all to understand me, but what I want y'all to do is I want y'all to know that your child is, is, can potentially bring something to you that you don't believe in or that is immoral. What are you gonna do about it? When that time comes, you need to have a strategy. My strategy is going to be to make sure that whatever response I have is gonna be to maintain a positive relationship with my child and to be on the right side of history. Yep. Because if your child is 12, and it's like so as as uh mental health professionals when somebody say i'm gonna kill myself we don't have the luxury of assuming that they just doing it for attention no we got to assume that it's the reality yep and if we assume that it's for attention and it's real they will kill themselves yeah, we're gonna be on the wrong side of history <laughs> because we should have done something about it i feel like it's the same way with this situation at 12 years old okay maybe this could be a phase Maybe your child is just saying this shit because of whatever society and whatever they see. Maybe that's the case. But what if they're not? But what if they're not? You're going to already put yourself on the wrong side of history because you're going to already invalidate their shit. And, and, and you're going to be on the wrong side. And that is a 12. Now, at five years old, I think that may be different. Yeah. At five years old, I'm not going to be like, okay, we can call you Zaya. At five years old, a child need to be exposed to a shitload more stuff. And I know there's parents out here who a lot of eight five-year-olds to be that. Yeah. You know, my five-year-old would have to explore a lot more of life and gain a lot more experience. But at 12, a kid is right outside of concrete formal operations. Which, if y'all don't know what that is, that is the age at, at, um, at 13 where they can see the world in more, more uh, abstract terms. You know, instead of concrete terms. So about 12 years old, if your child say he a girl or he gay, there's a 99% chance that shit is what it is. Mm -hmm. So don't put yourself on the wrong side of history when your child bring that thing to you that you don't you don't care about or that, that goes against your morals or goes against your beliefs. Just know that the best thing you can do as a parent is do what it's going to take to preserve that child's self-esteem. And D-Wade, what D-Wade and Gabrielle Union did, is they said, we're going to protect you. We're going to believe you, and we're going to allow you to have the life that you believe you should have and that you want to have, and we're going to support you through it. And that child is going to be a fucking, he's going to have a lot. A lot more than a lot of people out here who have come out to their parents going to have. And been disowned. I guess it's just going to be a big gay ass episode. Uh <laughs>
well, damn. Well, you got to put it like that. Because <laughs> my next story is also about uh, alternative lifestyle. So, uh, if you watch Atlanta and you know Paperboy, uh, that is... Paperboy, Paperboy, all about that Paperboy. <laughs> the actor that plays him name is Brian Tyree Henry. Who is, I think, a... a man... Harvard graduate? Yeah, he's smart as fuck. Princeton, one of them big-ass, smart-ass Ivy League schools. He's a graduate from one of those. Yeah, he is. But he looked like a nigga from the hood. He does. Very surprising. It's going to make this very funny. Uh, So, <laughs> oh, he was in Joker? Was he in Joker? I didn't see Joker. Yep. Okay. Uh, He has just been cast as the first <laughs> open... Oh, you didn't see Joker? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, he was in it. He has been just, he has just been cast as the first openly gay superhero in an upcoming Marvel film. Uh, apparently, it's called The Eternals. I don't know anything about it. Uh, despite Atlanta still being on hiatus, um, Brian Tyree Henry has been incredibly busy. His latest role will firmly cement his place in film history. Uh, he is going to play the role of Fastos. Don't know much about The Eternals, so I gotta do some research. The first openly gay superhero in Marvel's upcoming film, The Eternals. He will also be part of a couple, and his love interest will be played by actor Haas Slayman. I don't know. Uh, the news was revealed by Slayman during a recent interview with the LGBT media outlet New Now Next. While giving a few details about the film, he confirmed that his character will be married to Brian and they will also have a child together. Apart, uh, additionally, they were reportedly shared on screen kiss. You know, going back to that uh, that documentary, uh, Lawrence Fishburne had played in Boys in... Nah, he didn't play in Boys in the Hood. Uh, what was the big movie that he played in before that? Uh, uh, oh, it was School Days. He played in School Days. And John Singleton was an 18-year-old dude that was like on the set of Pee-wee's Playhouse. And so Lawrence Fishburne, you know, he played the cowboy. On, um, in, on the Pee Wee Herman show. Oh, I didn't know that. You don't know? It's a really black cowboy. That. He played a cowboy. It's Lawrence Fishburne. So he played. He went from School Days to a Spike Lee film to Pee Wee's Playhouse. And John Singleton saw him and was like, "Hey, what? Why are you playing this role?" And Lawrence Fishburne laughed and said, "It's a job. It's a job. You know, like people see them in these roles and sometimes iconic roles and just remember that like they're just an actor." They go from job to job to job. So it's like thinking about him going from um, Atlanta to, I think, that hotel movie, Hotel Artemis Hotel or something. I don't know. Huh? I don't know. And then going to uh, Joker and then going to playing a gay cowboy in Atlanta. I mean, it's a job. <laughs> but a lot of a lot of people gonna look at him and they're gonna connect him to the role he played in Atlanta, yep. and they're gonna have problems with that shit. Yep, I was trying to see uh, some information on Fastos because I don't know anything about him. And if that's his name and he ain't fast, then that's stupid. Fastos is an eternal is an eternal, a nearly immortal race created thousands of years ago by the alien Celestius. Being a weaponsmith, Fastos was mistaken for the Olympi Olympian god 
um, Hephaestus. I'm probably saying that so wrong. During the days of ancient Greece, Thanos is more reticent than his others, having a melancholy, melancholy spirit. Wait, is Thanos an eternal? Is Thanos an eternal? I don't know. Keep reading. Fastos has long lived with a deep sorrow whose nature and origin is not revealed. Fastos believes life to be meaningless and is searching for someone or something who can show him some semblance of a meaning of life. Presumably this person or object is the focus of his obsession which he admits to having. Uh, powers. Fastos possesses the conventional attributes of the eternal race as well as certain special abilities developed through rigorous discipline. Superhuman strength. Cosmic energy manipulation. Fastos can project cosmic energy in the form of beams from his eyes or beams and flashes from his hands. Yeah, Thanos is an eternal. Okay. So this is going to be interesting to, to be able to see the race yeah. that Thanos is a part of. He can fly. He can levitate himself. Invulnerability to conventional forms of injury. What in the hell? Psionic? Child. He has a low level psychic he has low level psychic abilities. He can mentally create illusions so as to disguise himself. Teleportation, enhanced metabolism, uh, insulated weather adaptation, immortality, immune immunity to disease, and retarded aging. And what? Retarded aging. He slows aging. He slows he ages slower. What the fuck am I saying? Why they call it retarded? Um, because it's <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they could have used a better word. They could have used a better word, but that was the it's word. Retarded didn't used to be a bad word. Um, trying to see. So, uh, so his husband, it doesn't. It, he doesn't say whether his character is a, is mortal or if he has powers like his on screen husband. Well, you know, this is just gonna be another opportunity for them to say that they pushing this stuff <laughs> onto the kids. Um, like. Girl, why they put this person up here like this? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm trying to see what he... I want to know. Because I want to know what they're going to look like on screen together. So I'm trying to see what he looks like. Oh. Why he had to look like that? That's the husband? Yeah. He a light-skinned nigga that... <laughs> like... I don't know. Um, they have a gay family and a child. Gay family and with children uh, exist. So yes. the fact that they exist, like I just don't understand. I mean, these people exist, but a large portion of our society would be prefer them not be in TV shows and stuff. Yes, like they don't exist. Pretty like much. they don't deserve an opportunity to, to see somebody on TV that look like them. And like it, it really more disheartening when the black community had this dialogue. I understand, like. Don't get me wrong. My allegiance is to the black community. Period. Right? Yeah. Um, but we've fought for representation. So I don't know why we invalidate anybody else's fight for representation. Um, I just don't. I mean, I understand. I guess I understand why, but it's just not fair. It's not right. It's not, it's not something you should do. Yeah. But either way. Uh... KFC and Crocs team up for new fried chicken claws. Fly, fried chicken claws. You seen what Popeyes did, right? What did Popeyes do? Have you seen Beyonce's Ivy League? No. Not Ivy League, but Ivy Park. 
Yeah. Ivy Park brand. Yeah. <laughs> Popeyes came out with a whole clothing line that looked just like that shit. Because them they colors. <laughs> them they colors. If you look up uh, Popeyes clothing I line, I know Popeyes had a fucking. Colors. I think I think they just yeah they got they that's Popeyes colors that orange. And then that like burgundy or whatever they got, them the, them they colors that they got on their boxes and shit. I don't know. I can't remember seeing the burgundy part much anywhere. But yeah, they came up with a whole line of shit that looked just like, just like that Who shit. Who the fuck finna be out here rocking Popeye's chicken finest clothing? Like, I don't know, man. The fuck? I don't know. Somebody will. Motherfuckers in Louisiana. <laughs> <sighs> or, or something for Popeyes to give away at shit when they have events and stuff, probably. Oh my god. They're actually gonna be chicken shape or clog shaped chicken pieces. Oh and the wet the red and white soles of the clogs are supposed to resemble KFC's fried chicken bucket. You can also decorate your clogs with chicken scented gibbets. <laughs> Giblets. No, this is gibbets. They must have left the L out. Um, and it features a limited pair of unisex claws that will be available for purchase this spring and retail for $59.99. Like, just They ain't going to be the only ones. Like I said, Popeye's was the first one that came. I mean, they had a whole photo shoot. Google that shit. That's, uh, oh my I God. mean, it look, it's like it was a legit photo shoot. But Popeye's like... They done hired some people for their PR team. After that chicken sandwich, <laughs> they got people out here for their PR team. They trying to figure out how how can we get more people on board with what we got going on. Hell no. How? Oh, Jesus. Um, now, y'all know I love animals. Okay, I have two dogs. I talk about them all the time. I talk about them fondly. Okay, I love my dogs. Peter need to sit the fuck down though. Because Peter is saying that the term pet is derogatory and suggests that animals be called companions instead of pets. Peter, listen. You're doing too much. You Way too people. much. You need more people. I mean and then hilariously enough the person that had that was um the spokesperson for this, their last name is what her name is Jennifer White. And that sounds about white. Jennifer White. Yes. White went on to explain her opinion in detail, saying, A lot of people at home who have dogs or cats will call them pets and refer to themselves as owners. And this implies that the animals are a possession, like a car, for example. When you refer to animals not as living beings that they are, but as being an inanimate object, it can reflect our treatment of these animals. That is fucking bullshit because I refer to my animals as pets and they get treated much better than I do. These little motherfuckers, whatever. Peter, sit down. <laughs> You're doing too much. Peter gonna be Peter, man. They always be on this other shit. Jesus Christ. Well, Kingston and Remy start paying some bills, maybe I will look at them as companions. Until the end, them niggas my pets. And as my pet, they get treated better than I get treated on a daily basis. Man, people treat dogs so amazingly, I think, because dogs can't talk. <laughs> I think if a dog, I think if dogs could talk, a lot of them would be like the nigga from uh, A Fall From Grace. 
Dog food, bitch. <laughs> I swear to God, if you don't feed me, we're going to have some problems. Hey, bitch, how y'all get to have that good-ass food at the table and we can't get none of that good-ass shit? This how you going to do us? Like, it, imagine how much shit you do around your dog that your dog is conscious of. Like, you fart around your dog and you thinking because it's a dog, you think your dog will look, don't look at you and be like, you stinking ass bitch. Don't act like I ain't right here. I feel like cats would do that. I feel like dogs would be still loving. No, no. You can love somebody and still call them on their bullshit. That's how dogs would be. That's how dogs would be. Maybe. I think so. I think... What I'm saying is not every dog or not every cat, but I feel Remy like people I think I think people who fucking really love dogs project what they want humans to be on the animals. And they treat them like they should treat humans, <laughs> but they treat dogs like that. And and it's a big split by how people think dogs live, especially black people. Clearly, we ain't all Michael Vick out here, but like we don't all look at dogs like they another family member. No, we look no. at dogs like animals. You know, like there are different species. One that is not as advanced and that is meant to be subservient. <laughs> That's how we look at them. Shit, my dog, Keith is not subservient to anybody. Keith can do what the fuck he want to do. But, you know, generally that's what dogs yeah. supposed to be. You know, that's that we was wolves shit. Oh, my God. Like, uh, bruh. Like, we was wolves. We didn't answer to nobody. <laughs> we ran around here. We tore flesh off of bones. We jumped, ran and caught deers, turtles, whatever it was. <laughs> we'll rip their asses up. They couldn't stop us. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but that's what was happening when we was wolves. But now look at your ass. Barking because they say speak. That ain't speaking. That's motherfucking working for the man. They get treated better than I ever got treated by the man in my job. Shit, dogs get treated better than I got treated as a child by my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against my parents, but, yeah. you know, that's what they believe they needed to do to my get a kid raised. Yeah. So dogs out here get treated better than some kids. So Peter can shut the fuck up talking about calling them pets a companion. I don't give a fuck what you call them. They get treated better than most humans. If you want your pet to be a companion, play Fallout. Because that's what they call them fallout. They call companions. When you find a dog, that is a companion. But in real life, motherfucker's a pet. You know, Huntsville is passing legislation to not be able to tether your dog to anything. I mean, I can see that. Because some people go too far with this but, shit. But some people do. But, like, if I'm at the park and my dog is a little bit wild and I want to, you know, tie my dog to a tree while he still get a little freedom to run around, that's illegal. So if the wrong people do it, clearly they shouldn't. But if the right people do it, they're going to lose that ability to. But that's like with anything. Most of the things that we can't do is because one or two motherfuckers fucked it up for everybody. That's how rules work at work where you be like, God damn, we used to could be on our phone. But Jerry let two kids walk off because his ass was on Instagram. And now can't none of us have our goddamn phone. That's how everything works. <laughs> one or two motherfuckers fuck it up for everybody. Yeah. Pretty uh, much. Men posing as Wu-Tang Clan members arrested for allegedly scamming hotels out of more than $100,000. Had to be white people. That were just like, oh my God, it's the Wu-Tang. Of course. 
but they don't even who are they even supposed to have been are they being arrested for fraud like were they using people they ids and their names and stuff um let's see a group of men driving around in rolls royces posed as famous rappers to scam more than a hundred thousand dollars from exclusive hotels according to criminal complaint filed this week in u.s district court in atlanta Investigators said Aaron Barnes Burpo and another man claimed to be the entertainment firm Rock Nation, to be with the entertainment firm Rock Nation and the Wu-Tang Clan. These folks were staying at the Hyatt Regency and the Georgian Terrace Hotel, running up tabs to $39,000, from $39,000 to $45,000. So they were basically there were even two homeless guys who were hired as bodyguards. <laughs> so fraud, I would guess. They defrauded the hotel. But they didn't get no money. Yeah, but... I mean, they got upgraded shit. But, yeah, but you can get charged for that. You don't have to get money for it to be fraud. Oh, they I know you can still get charged <laughs> for it. I'm saying they got nothing to show for it. Who in the fuck <laughs> thought these niggas was with the Wu-Tang? The Wu-Tang got some regular looking ass niggas. They do, but why would... I don't know. <laughs> they just used a popular ass name of a popular ass group. And the white people don't want to be called racist today. <laughs> so they just start doing shit that black folks say to do because they don't want to be called out for being racist. Somebody in the comments said that's what they get for thinking we all look the same. <laughs> Man. I, I think it's less about that, man. I think white people are having to be so vigilant to not be racist that they are now having to accept bullshit like this. <laughs> Somebody said cream dollar dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> I'm telling you, as soon as they're going back, they'll be like, these guys said they're in the Wu-Tang Clan. Those fucking, they're not in no Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> but, but you know, if we say that they're not, then they're going to they're gonna say we racist, man. Damn, you're right. Okay, we might as well give them this room. <laughs> but we got to keep an eye on them. Let's Google Wu-Tang Clan. That's why they probably did. They Googled the Wu-Tang Clan. Like, damn, this is them. <laughs> you know it ain't goddamn them. They I eyes mean, don't work. 50 members of the Wu-Tang Clan. You know, so. the thing about white culture and black culture is black culture, we, we've got to understand white culture. But white culture don't have to understand us. So we done seen so much white, we can still tell the difference between white, but they see so little black. They don't know the difference between our features, man. Well, it cost them thirty-nine to forty-five thousand dollars. It's sad. It's a whole sad thing. It's sad as hell. Last thing I have: One United Bank unveils its limited edition Harriet Tubman Visa card. Now, listen. We knew about the Tubmans that never came to be. She was supposed to be on a twenty-dollar bill. Never happened. So I guess this bank, and we in the month of February, which is Black History Month. So I guess this bank thought that they were doing the right thing. First of all, it's the worst picture of Harriet Tubman I've ever seen. And they got her throwing up Wakanda forever. Do they know that? Was that purposeful? I don't know, man. <laughs> is that a black bank? Uh, Let's see. I don't know. One United Bank? Probably not. Let's see. I doubt it. It's just <laughs> Cause I would be I would be thinking that most people be writing about the audacity. Oh no, it is. Largest black owned bank in the US. Oh, okay. Well, that's why ain't nobody writing about the audacity of them to think they can use it. But why they got her throwing up Wakanda forever? 
Like, <laughs> it's just a terrible. I would not want this car. I, I would not. Now, some people on Twitter were like, they're going to go and race establishments and like throw the card on the camera and shit. I wouldn't want this card. This is like the worst portrait of Harriet Tubman ever. And the Wakanda forever is, is taking me. I can't. Her arms ain't placed right. For Wakanda forever? No, nah, just generally. Like, her arms are off. They're a different color, too. It's just a bad... It's just not good. But it's a black-owned bank, so I guess that's why nobody's hollering racism with this. But I, I would not want the Harriet Tubman visa, to be honest with you. Um... But it's a F, if it's it's a FDIC insured and regulated financial institution. Yeah. So like it's a bank bank, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Wakanda forever, I guess. Would you would you get a Harriet Tubman visa? No, not since I know I can put whatever custom pictures I want on my visa cards. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't choose to put Harriet on your. No. So you can be reminded of your blackness every time you swipe your car. No, I already, I already know what my blackness is. <laughs> How can I forget in America? Why would I need a car to remind me? True. I mean, and I can get my own custom. Like, I can get one of my friends to draw Harriet Tubman. And it will look much better than And Harriet I can get that put on my debit card. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anybody can have it put on the debit Because most banks have a picture put on there. As long as the picture ain't, you know, copyrighted or image protected. Or I think you can't get nothing offensive. Like, I doubt you can get a vagina put on you. Yeah, I see. The picture that I have on my card now, I had to buy it. Like, buy the rights to it. Oh, shit. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well. I mean, I wanted to. I don't know. I... I get what they were going, trying to go with it, but I don't know. I, I feel like we reminded of our blackness just day-to-day -day living. I don't really need a card to remember what Harriet Tubman did, who she was, that I'm black. Like, I don't. Well, you know, I, I, it's not for me. I don't want to say that nobody needs it, because if it spark up conversation or give you a reason to have a conversation with somebody who don't know or don't recognize their blackness like that, then I'm okay with it. You know, but what because, about the conversations that sparks up with white people? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't care. I care what white people think. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that the if you say I don't need to be reminded of my blackness, and everybody say that, then we wouldn't need a Black History part. We wouldn't need Martin Luther King in the history books. We wouldn't need like if we if if that's we didn't need that, then we wouldn't want it anywhere. And it need to be in a whole bunch of places for a whole bunch of people. I think we need to expand on it. But it don't need to be in these arbitrary places that don't mean shit. Yeah. I mean, I, it don't have to be on no fucking debit card. What the fuck? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to have it on my debit card. Nah. I don't have to do that. I'm but good. if you want it up there, go for it. If you want a uh, Wakanda Forever Harriet Tubman edition visa, you know, one United Bank. And it's a black-owned bank, so if you didn't know about that, I mean, that's I, I think that's the takeaway from this story is that One United uh, Bank is a black-owned, insured bank. Yeah, because...
that's why if I, we would have been hearing a whole bunch of different stories if this was a white bank. That's why I asked if this black must be black. Because if it was a white bank, motherfuckers would be wilding. <laughs> Cultural appropriation. Don't bank here. Boycott this bank. Yeah. So I don't know, but those are all the stories that I had. Well, I didn't have any stories today because I'm driving. Yes, because so, I don't drive unless I have to, because I hate it. So, uh, you got anything else on your mind? Uh, we didn't mention much of the trip. It's not much to see though because we're in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, we're in Alabama. We went down, drove down two hours, go to my granny house. It's a granny, granny house. She is such a granny with like church lady hats and everything. Such a granny. Yeah, she wild She's out so here. Sweet. She's sweet though. I don't have grandparents anymore, so it was nice visiting with somebody. It made me miss my grandma. And the reason I came down here is because my daddy brings meat down here from his home in Georgia. And uh, he just filled her freezer up with it. And so I just got a whole bunch of oxtail, short ribs, and chicken steak. And uh, I'm going to be cooking this over the next three months. And I will be eating it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, all right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.